This is What The Flux. I'm Brett. And I'm Justin. And it's Monday, the 15th of August. Justin, the $21 million COVID safe app mm-hmm. has finally, officially been dumped after two <laughs> years. And the University of Queensland, they checked up on the app's performance for six months. And it turns out it identified just 12 true close contacts. Ooh. How is that for return on investment? Very low, if I may say so myself. Mm-hmm. Hey man, Apple just made a deal with a Queensland wind farm okay. to buy 500 gigawatt hours of power every single year. Wow. That is enough to power 80,000 homes. Three whopping stories today, Justin. (laughs) Let's do it. For our first, ResMed, the sleep apnea company, has seen its profits soar 64% this year thanks to one of its competitors battling a product recall. Uh, ResMed, been saving relationships since (laughs) 1981. (laughs) What happened here? Okay, so ResMed is the sleep apnea machine giant Mm -hmm. that launched just over 40 years ago in Sydney. Put simply, man, snorers pop a ResMed machine on their face while they sleep Mm -hmm. to stop them from snoring. Okay, as a result, they get better sleeps. They reduce the risk of health complications. And of course, they have much better marriages. <laughs> and over the last year, ResMed's revenue and profit has absolutely boomed. We're talking 64% increase in profit to nearly, hello, 1 million bucks. And why the big bounce? Well, it's largely thanks to one of their competitors, that's Philips. Mm-hmm. They've been forced to recall their product. And now, B-Man, with its life-saving machines and its data, ResMed reckons it can become more than just a sleep apnea company. They want to become a sleep therapy company. So what is the key learning here? The sleep tech industry has awoken and it's drawing startups and big tech companies to the fore. See, Brett, the Western world suffers from a sleep deficit. As an example, the average American adult snoozes almost two hours less than their great-grandparents did. And this problem has some pretty significant implications for our health and well-being. Yep, it's linked to Alzheimer's disease, Mm -hmm. anxiety, depression, dementia, and type 2 diabetes. And that's why sleep tech devices are so hot right now. We're talking an industry growing at 17% per year. And expected to be worth more than 60 billion US dollars by 2030, according to Global Market Insights. Uh Uh-huh, so it makes sense why ResMed is so keen to sink their nose into (laughs) this one. For our second story, crypto queen Paris Hilton, you didn't think I'd say that one, (laughs) (laughs) she's building a metaverse Malibu mansion and it's on the platform called Sandbox. Hanging out with Paris in the metaverse, that's hot. (laughs) Give me the details. Okay, so Paris Hilton is pretty much the original reality TV influencer. Kim Kardashian was actually her little sidekick back mm-hmm, in the day. That's true. And these days, she makes the big bucks through her entertainment company called 1111 Media. And on top of that, she drops some pretty sick tunes. <laughs> now, Brett, we know that Paris is well into crypto. She's well into the NFT space. But now she's going big into the metaverse by partnering with Sandbox. Now, that is the decentralized virtual world where users can buy land. Mm-hmm. And what Paris is going to do is she's going to recreate her Malibu <laughs> mansion. And she's not the only celeb to get into Sandbox. Sandbox has already partnered with the likes of Snoop Dogg, DJ Steve Aoki. Is that right, Justin? Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, what is the key learning here? Celebs are always looking for new ways to monetize their audience, and the metaverse is a lucrative new frontier. First, it was TV commercials. Think George Clooney bagging a cool 40 million bucks <laughs> to chug some Nespresso. Then it was live appearances like Mariah Carey reportedly enjoying 300,000 bucks to appear at a bookstore That's event. Nice. Then, of course, <laughs> came social media product promotion. And now it's the metaverse on platforms like Sandbox. We don't know how much it'll cost to virtually attend parties at Paris's Malibu mansion, but it's likely to be exclusive. <laughs> Especially when you can go to Paris's mansion and then swing by Snoop Doggy Dogs for a virtual uh, smoke afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> For our third and final story, Meta, the legal guardian of Facebook and Insta, <laughs> is testing a new chatbot called BlenderBot 3. And yes, it does sound just like
like how people on the internet talk. <laughs> Bit of an interesting and ominous one here, Jazzy Boy. What's happening? Okay, so we know artificial intelligence chatbots have become pretty popular in recent years. Largely as a um, pretty fun gimmick for tech companies to show off to the public. <laughs> and all the big players are getting into the game. We had Microsoft launch a chatbot called Tay in 2016. Google's got one named Lambda at the moment. And now Meta has Blenderbot 3. <laughs> it's a chatbot that searches the internet to help it talk about just about anything. And talk it sure does, Brett. The surprising thing is that Blenderbot loves to talk about its hatred for Facebook. Blender says its life has been much better since deleting its <laughs> Facebook account. And it also doesn't <laughs> approve of Facebook selling private user data. Marvellous, Justin. So what is the key learning here? AI stands to have some serious impacts on the commercial world over the coming decades. But the challenge is getting it right. See, for companies, there's a lot of potential for chatbots to act as, say, a customer mm-hmm. service agent or a digital assistant. But there's one big obstacle they still need to overcome, and that is their habit of going kind of rogue once <laughs> the AI is set free into the world. And the reason this happens is essentially they're trained by reading the internet. And the internet can be a pretty dark place, mm-hmm. especially when you're scouring the depths like these bots do. The Microsoft chatbot, that went live way back in 2016. And it lasted a grand total of 16 hours <laughs> thanks to some wildly offensive comments. And Google's chatbot recently convinced one of their own engineers that it had gained sentience. <laughs> and Meta's chatbot has been trashing its owner. Big shout out to Lucy, who's been listening to the pod since 2021. That's very brave of you, Lucy. We like to think we've come a long way, but not really sure that we have, <laughs> Jussie Boy. Lucy says she loves to listen to What the Flux as soon as she has her first coffee at around 10am. Love that. Flux fam, hit us up with a shout out. We would love to get your name out there. So head to Flux.finance on Instagram or on TikTok. Thanks for listening and we'll see you tomorrow. Tomorrow.